Hello everyone, it is me, and I want to talk about, um, this is my last crime episode for sure, and I absolutely do mean it because, um, I was able to get most of it out in terms of the hard truths of my life force into organized crime and voluntarily against my will. So I remember in organized crime that the criminals tended to glorify everything that was done to me, which was and is pure evil. They would evilly glorify it. Um, I remember there were certain women who um, pedophiled me, child molested me, who would uh, brag to anybody in their world, whether it was uh, associates of criminals, other criminals, and uh, people living the street life. They would brag to other women and brag to men about my quote-unquote performance, my quote-unquote stamina, my quote-unquote fucking suck game, and um, they would brag about the appearance, the length, and the width, and the size of my genitalia, my, they would brag about my my ferocity and my animalistic conduct. And they would brag about what I was saying and doing when it came to what they were doing to me sexually. And what they had me do to them and say to them sexually. So pretty much every person that raped me when it came to the rapists and pedophiles and child molesters in my mother's apartment, all of them, when it came to um, all of those who raped me, pedophiled me, child molested me when it came to child sex tourism and child prostitution, sex trafficking, human trafficking, and child trafficking. And um, when it came to the madams and the brothels and bordellos who um, raped me, uh, child molested me, pedophiled me, all of them bragged about what they had me say and do sexually what they what I what they said um he was doing you know I was bragging about what I was saying and do to him sexually and um that caused more people to rape me, pedophile me, child molested me, more women actually. Cause they you know, pure evil in the form of women's bodies they were um, connected to one another. And so I remember, um, you know, pedophiles are friends with each other. 
child molesters are friends with each other and rapists are friends with each other. So they heard about it and that's how they were able to rape me, pedophile me, child molested me. And then they would brag to other women pedophiles, other women uh, child molesters, other women rapists. And it was a never-ending cycle of me being raped, pedophile, and childless because they would all brag about everything I said the first one did. Everything I said the other women did, right? What I just said in the beginning, they all, all these rapists of, who were women, all these pedophiles who were women, all these childlessers who were women, they all bragged about the very exact same things regarding what they had me say and do section, what they said that they were saying and doing sexually when it came to what they did um, illegally and evilly to me. And so that it, it, it just kept increasing nonstop in terms of the rapes, the pedophiling and the child molesting regarding me against my will. So I witnessed adult trafficking. Um, in fact, I remember some of these women, rapists, women, pedophiles, women, child molesters, um, they had me, they forced me to have sex with adult trafficking victims too. So I saw adult trafficking, I saw adult sex trafficking. And um, they made me have sex with the victims. And the victims and I, we were alone. We would apologize to each other. And I remember there were times where we actually hung out. Because it was like, I don't hate you. I'm not mad at you for what happened and what said. You know, I love you. I love you too. And just expressing love to each other. And, and it was like, you know, look, I won't. We had this pack where it was like, you know, this is very shameful for us. I won't, I won't go around bragging what, you know, even though we never bragged about the forced sex between each other, the ones who made us have sex with each other, they did that. And it's like, okay, we won't do that with each other. So we, we were friends. Um, and, um... I remember I was friends with other child sex trafficking victims because sometimes they forced me and other children to have sex with each other. And they would, the ones who forced me to have sex with other children, they would brag about what was said and done. Just like they bragged about what was said and done between me and the adult sex trafficking victims when they forced us to have sex. I remember. I was friends with the children and we would hang out and we expressed love to each other. We didn't find fault in each other for what happened. We weren't mad at each other, we didn't blame each other. Those are the same things that happened between me and the adult sex trafficking victims too. And it was shameful for us all. And um, that's why um, I feel compelled to really share this these kind of things um, because I want to talk about um, the fact that um, 
what happened. So, what does child sex trafficking mean? Deputy Attorney General James Cole speaks at the National Strategy Conference on Combating Child Exploitation, San Jose, California, May 17, 2011. Some of our most vulnerable children, including Antonio Ray Myers, me, also face the threat of being victimized by commercial sexual exploitation, which sadly and tragically did indeed occur against me. Um, I was considered a runaway. I was considered a throwaway. And I was a sexual assault victim. And I was a neglected child. That's why I was recruited into a violent life of forced prostitution. So I was a, I was one of the most vulnerable children and I was threatened to do commercial sexual exploitation. And that's what happened to me. I was victimized by it. So I was a runaway. I was a throwaway and I was a sexual assault victim. I was a neglected child. And yes, that's why I was recruited into a violent life force prostitution. I repeat all these things because it is so important. You can't just say it once. And so, yes, child sex trafficking did occur against my will. Um, I was, I was a victim of the recruitment. I was a victim of the harboring. I was the victor, uh, uh, victim, victim, I'm sorry, blah. I'm so hurt by what I'm saying. I'm, I'm misspeaking and, and I, not, don't be hard on yourself. You already, I, I was like, self, don't be hard on yourself. Enough of the people were hard on you. Enough of that. Don't be hard on yourself. Okay, okay. So let me say it again. So the child sex trafficking, I was a victim of the recruitment. I was a victim of the harboring. I was a victim of the transportation. I was the victim of the provision. I was the victim of the obtaining. I was the victim of the patronizing. I was a victim of the soliciting of me against my will for the purpose of a commercial of commercial sex acts that's what happened against me so yeah so i was a victim of traffickers and pimps who prostituted me uh, they targeted a vulnerable child like me and they gained control over my body and my soul and they used a variety of manipulated methods to do so um they learned the the victims like myself um was frequently fell prey to the traffickers and we didn't have a choice i know i didn't have a choice and they lured me in with food offers, clothes offers, attention offers, friendship offers, love offers, drink offers, you know, like soft drinks and um, juices. Um, And um, And I remember times when I was 
around them in their homes, in their criminal hangout spots where, you know, criminals chill and relax, in quotations. It was their way of offering me compliments. It was their way of um, offering me... um, safe places to sleep sometimes. I remember there were... It was very rarely that my parents were, um... Had, uh... You know, my dad traveled um, with his job. And I remember my mom just not being there it was very rarely that that happened. Most of the time, I saw them every day, so the traffickers weren't able to just take me and overnight me because they knew that they would be in jail or have to run for the lives my parents may would have tried to kill them. So very rarely... I remember times where they actually overnighted me. This may have happened about um, about four times. Um, it was about four times where I remember staying the night with them. Um... It's hard to explain because why my mom wasn't there. I think sometimes I'm, you know, my flashbacks are coming back. So she wasn't there maybe because of work or, you know, other responsibilities. I'm guessing. I really don't know. I just remember at least four times, it could have been more, but at least four to my remembrance, I remember them overnighting me. But um, I think it was more than that. I think it was more than four. Um, But it was very rare. It wasn't happening all the time where overnight it was probably more than the hand probably more than the fingers of my hands how many times they overnighted me but they overnighted me multiple times um I felt I was definitely feeling trapped in a life of child prostitution um I felt, I felt like I couldn't fully trust law enforcement. I felt that I had to remain loyal to the traffickers because they were heavily conditioning me to be that way. Um, 
the traffickers in particular, they encouraged me to be friends with other victims that they were trafficking. So I wasn't totally isolated from friends because um, they wanted to make everything look like nothing evil and criminal was happening. And um, they encouraged me to be, they, they encouraged me to see them as my family. So the traffickers were like, I'm your parents. We're your grandparents. And this, these kids and these adults that are being trafficked, they're your brother, they're your sister, they're your mother, they're your father, they're your niece, nephew, that, those type of things. And I was constantly moved to different locations my prime, the primary one was where the traffickers usually are, but they had me trafficked in different parts of DMV, and um, they never altered my appearance because they felt like, well, since he doesn't, you know, they felt like that would have been too risky, because then they they felt well, they thought about altering my physical appearance. I knew some people's appearance was physically altered. Um, but when it came to me, they were like, no, nah, we don't need to do that to him. You know, they felt like, you know, I did not pose such a severe threat in terms of constantly giving them problems. Um... Even though I had a reputation for fighting back and standing up for myself in the streets. At the same time, um, I only fought back or stood up when women were being mistreated. So I wasn't one of those fight for to fight they actually the traffickers actually admired that about me like oh he's a protector so the traffickers had me protect them they would purposely antagonize people and then say hey antonio be my protection so i had to physically protect them in terms of I had to beat up people, and I knew that they were starting it. And with these people, I was like, you know, I secretly apologized to them. I was like, I'm being made to do this. And they, none of them were mad at me because it was like, well, and we became friends. The traffickers didn't know that, but we were friends. And um, the traffickers bragged about, see, Antonio fights for me, sticks up for me, stands up for me. Um... And the traffickers liked the fact that I walked around with a gun. And I I wrote this in my book that I never shot anybody or shot at anybody. Um, the traffickers made me shoot 
at people. When I wrote that in my book, I was talking about how when it came to the world of drugs, I never shot at anybody. I never shot anybody. I never killed anybody. When it came to the world of numbers running, I never shot anybody. I never shot at anybody. That's the clarity that I want to bring. When it, The only time I shot at people, but I never killed them, was... the trafficking world. That was the only world where they made me shoot at people that they would start drama with and they forced me to go, okay, shoot at them. Even if they weren't killed, the traffickers are like, but you still put the fear in them anyway. They're like, as long as you put the fear in them, good enough. I didn't kill because I was like, uh, you know, I was just like, well, I'm not that type of person. They're like, all right, just put the fear in them. As long as they scared and they don't bother us no more, they can go wherever they want. So they were like, oh, just shoot at them. You don't have to kill them, just shoot at them. It was weird. Well, it was more than just weird. None of this makes sense. I know, I'm just... When it comes to recounting trauma and the flashbacks come back, none of the sequencing or the words or the explanations, none of those things make sense. None of it does. And, um, I, when it came to the traffickers, um, there was physical, emotional, psychological abuse that they did to me and the other adult and kid traffickers. With me, though, they did the physical, emotional, psychological abuse to me the least because I was making them the most money, even though when it came to the child sex trafficking, child prostitution, they paid me. Most of the money went to them, but they paid me the most because I gave, I, I had the most customers at the most adults willing to rape me, but in their mind, these grown ass people, most of them want to fucking suck Antonio. Ugh, fucking suck Antonio. Oh my god. I had to say it fast because I'm disturbed. And that's what occurred to me. Maybe there were times my mom thought I was in the house, or maybe. You know, she saw me, but when she went to sleep, I remember waking up early in the morning with the traffickers, and they were able to sneak me back into my mother's apartment. So, I remember that. That happened four four times to my memory, but I, I think it happened more than that, because I remember constantly, you know, probably waking up at waking up at 3 or 2.30 in the morning, something like that, sometimes a little earlier, and they would bring back to mom's home, but they, but they would sometimes 
molest me all in, all night and rape me and uh, child molest me, pedophile me. And during the daytime, there were adults who were lined up to pedophile me, rape me, and child molest me. So this world of child sex trafficking is actually real. These pimps did these things. And they lured me in with offers of protection. So I remember because I was physically protecting the traffickers, um, they felt like I'm your protection. You need my protection. So the way they protected me was the same ways that the numbers runners world and the drug world protected me in quotations, all the quotations, which was killing people who were trying to kill me, who were trying to beat me, who were trying to rob me, just dangerous people. And the traffickers did what they did, which was the killing, the robbery, and the violence of them. When it came to, um, and these are all hard, hard stories to tell. I'm not glorifying any of this. Um, I remember that I, I, I grew up with a traumatic sense of trust and there was no true relationship with me when it came to the traffickers. It was sexual slavery that they had me suffer from. They forced me to be a sex slave as a child. I was a child sex slave, a child sexual slavery. And they forced me, they forced me to have sex with kids and adults and that's how they made most of their money. And some of the adults, most of the adults that weren't, most of the adults, um, willingly had sex with me. So the ones that weren't willing, weren't willing to look to purposely have sex with me were the adult sex trafficking victims. Those are the ones that didn't do it on purpose. But the ones who did so on purpose were adults from other countries, adults from North America, adults from from the islands, them. And I remember in those locations, it could be private or public locations, that's where the adults would sex crime me. And um, I remember with the, you know, I remember um, these things that happened to me and to the adults that were sex trafficked.
Um, I saw adults, sex trafficking victims, experiencing the use of force, fraud, and coercion in exchange for labor services and commercial sexual acts. And I remember experiencing as a child human trafficking victim when it came to me there was the use of force fraud and coercion in exchange for labor services and commercial sex acts so there was commercial sexual exploitation of children and commercial sexual exploitation of adults we were all human trafficking victims um when it came to the adults, they the traffickers lured them in with offers of food, clothes, attention, friendship, love, compliments, protection, and seemingly safe places to sleep. That's what happened to them. They went through everything I went through. So the um, adult sex trafficking victims suffered from the recruitment harboring, transportation, provision, obtaining, patronizing, and soliciting for the purpose of commercial sex acts. Those traffickers and pimps, that's what happened. I remember the pimps and the traffickers sexually exploiting me through child street prostitution when it came to hotel rooms, motel rooms, sex parties, orgy parties, brothels, bordellos, drug dens, drug houses, and adult nightclubs. And the brothels and the bordellos and the drug drug houses were all illegal. That's what happened to me. And people are like, but your mother's brother, well, he let strangers come in my mom's apartment and pick me up and bring me back. He really didn't care. And I remember the children, I remember um, seeing other children when it came to child sex trafficking. They were forced by recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, obtaining, patronizing, soliciting for the purpose of commercial sex acts. 
And the traffickers and the pimps lurked them in with offers of food, clothes, attention, friendship, love, confidence, protection, and seemingly safe places to sleep. And, um... I remember seeing other children um, being human trafficking victims, which involved the use of force, fraud, and coercion in exchange for labor services and commercial sex acts. So myself, the sex trafficking victims that were adults and children, we were all... um, We were all raped and molested and and uh, sexually assaulted at adult nightclubs, illegal brothels, illegal bordellos, illegal strip clubs, illegal, um, drug dens, legal drug houses, sex parties, orgy parties, motel rooms, hotel rooms, alleys, um, slums, um, abandoned buildings, um, And, um, in homes, at schools, and at, um, And in empty parking lots as well. So adults who had me as the biggest cuss, the biggest, what's the best way to put it? So the So the adults who willingly raped me, pedophile me, child molested me, they did those things to me in all these type of places. So I would say that I got um, everybody else got 20% of the earnings and the rest went to the pimps and the traffickers. 
they gave me 25% of the earnings, so I made more money than anybody else. And the rest of the earnings went to the pimps and the traffickers. And I remember the adult trafficking victims um, had me, they really quote-unquote liked me, so they also fed me, clothed me, complimented me, hung out with me socially, treated me like we were the best of friends. Had me in their homes, and in their homes, they sex crime to me. Um, so 25 out of... So let's say... Not 25. They were given 20%. I was... I was given 50%. Let's say... A real life example. Let's say it was $200 to sex crime, which happened. And it's 50%. So 0.50 out of 200. Um... Let me do it a different way. 50% out of 200. So, that would be $100. Everybody else would only get $40. And the rest went to the pimps and the traffickers. So, yes, myself, the other children, the adults, we were all victims of domestic sex trafficking. We were all victims of involuntary, coerced, forced prostitution. We were all victims of sexual exploitation and sexploitation. When it came to the trafficking world, the numbers running world, the drug dealing world, organized crime, I witnessed drug addiction, malnutrition, physical injuries resulting from violence inflicted upon people, venereal diseases, depression, low self-esteem, feelings of learned helplessness, learned powerlessness, learned hopelessness. Infectious diseases, and I saw polio, I saw tuberculosis, I saw um, cancers, all types of cancers, and uh, I saw amnesia.
I saw breathing issues, heart issues, like heart palpitation issues, natural causes of death, unnatural causes of death. I saw them all. Easing drugs, alcohol control people, I saw that. Physical, emotional, psychological abuse, I saw that. But I also saw that when it came to me, the other children, the other adults. I saw soft hearts and hard hearts. We were all throwaways. Runaways. And... And people who were without rights in their minds. We were all victims of commercial sex against our will. As for me and the Mexican drug cartels, Italian Mafia, they spoke English, so they chose to speak English because they knew I only understood English. But I did hear them speak in Spanish whenever they would talk with each other and do criminal deals. In the crime world, I saw people being jailed. People being, you know, de- I saw the death penalties. I saw um, illiteracy, limited employment opportunities, um, threats. I was a victim of international sex trafficking, like myself, the ch- other children, the adults. Because a lot of those who sex crime me came from other countries, and a lot of people who sex crime me were also in America too. So in the crime world, I witnessed illnesses, physical and sexual trauma, lack of viable family community ties, and total dependence, physical and psychological, on abusers. Um, I saw good people become evil. I saw evil people become good people and I also saw evil people stay evil people I saw good people stay good people I saw trust distrust and mistrust I saw prosecution of offenders and protection of victims, but also the protection of 
No, no, I saw the pro- I saw the protection of victims. I saw the protection of victimizers. I saw the prosecution of offenders, but I also saw victims being wrongly prosecuted. I saw people cooperating with law enforcement. I saw people not cooperating with law enforcement. I saw treachery. I saw survival. And yes, myself, the adult sex trafficking victims and the children, we all had to engage in survival sex. Survival sex is a form of prostitution engaged in by a person because of the extreme need. It describes the practice of people who are homeless or otherwise disadvantaged in society, trading sex for food, a place to sleep, or other basic needs or for drugs. The term is used by sex trade, poverty researchers, and aid workers. So yes, I had to engage in survival sex. Um, the children had to engage in survival sex. The adult sex trafficking victims had to engage in survival sex. I was never applied. Well, they tried to give me drugs, but because I didn't have an addictive personality, they didn't give me drugs. And because they tried to give me alcohol, but they figured out, oh, you don't have an addictive personality, so I'm not going to give you alcohol. They tried to. I tasted some alcohol, though. They're like, well, can't give a kid drugs, meaning me, but we'll give him a little bit of alcohol. He can sip it. Nobody really know. So we were all faced with unstable economics, turbulent politics, and unbearable poverty that we all saw. And we had to depend on prostitution for life necessities and survival. We were all tortured, beaten, raped. I saw drugs and alcohol being used to control people. I saw people isolating victims, moving them far away from friends and family, altering their physical appearances and continuously moving them to new locations. And we came, there were family abandonment issues, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and low-income families. We were throwaway youth, throwaway adults, runaway adults and runaway youth. Reluctant victims, reluctant witnesses, we were when it came to the concept of law enforcement.
This is all hard for me to share. And so I'm taking my time. We were marketed, recruited, and maintained by them with sustained violent criminal behavior. The traffickers spoke English, even though they spoke other languages when they came to each other. We were all discarded. Some were able to leave the situations and many did not. We had to learn to survive in these ways. The environments either softened us or hardened us. It softened me even more. Fear and means of manipulation is what they exercised over us, the pimps and the traffickers. I'm just telling hard truths. I was five, so that's why I cannot fully identify the traffickers and the pimps, all these criminals, because I was a child. So I, it, it's numberless how many people I was around that were doing all these types of crimes. And within this episode that I talk about in the previous crime episodes I talk about, so treacherous environments was what the associates, the customers, the pimps and the traffickers put us through. So that's the full story of what happened to me in the world of crime.